0: Well, for those of you who don't know me, my name is Brandon, and Clayton has given me the honor to read the scripture for us today. So, uh, we're going to do that. We'll start in Matthew, and then I'll read a couple chapters in Acts. So, chapter 5, Matthew 5, to Beatitudes. Now, when the crowd, when he saw the crowds, he went up on the mountainside and sat down His disciples came to him, and he began to teach them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart who are before you. You are salt of the earth. But if salt loses its saltiness, how can, it, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled by men. You are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. And then Acts 16, just one verse in there about Timothy. He came to Derby and then to Lystra where a disciple named Timothy lived whose mother was a Jewess and a believer but whose father was a Greek. And then one in 18 Acts 18:26 18, talking about Apollo. He began to speak boldly in the synagogue when Priscilla heard him Priscilla and Aquila heard him They invited him to their home and explained to him the way of God more adequately. People of God, this is the word of God.
1: So an invitation, a story, an invitation to life, examples, and an invitation to practice, right? Several invitations this morning. But I want to begin with this. We as a church, nope, never mind, invitation. (laughs) It's a good thing that's on the screen. So what we want to do is to be an everyone, everyday kind of people is what Brandon just did, we want to invite you to do. We would love to have a different person read the scripture every single Sunday, every single service. So if you worship at 915, would you consider reading at 915? I won't make you pray, but just read. We want to have a different person from a different generation, because if we're every one of us going to do this thing together, that means that every one of us has to be spending lots of time here. This is where we get to know our God in really a tangible way. So how it work is I'll send you the passage on a Monday. You get to read it all week and get ready and then you would read for all of us. So if you want to do that, we want to invite you to do that. First invitation. Now, a story. I'm not sure if you caught it. Did you catch the key word in some of our songs this morning? Did you hear the word bless a few times? Blessed assurance, bless, bless. So we want to be a people of blessing, of spoken blessing. We want to learn how to speak blessings to each other easily, naturally, almost automatically. Okay? So here's the story, though. I was getting commissioned, and uh, uh, my only part in the commissioning was to do the blessing. Sorry, I have too many Bibles up there. Uh, And so I went up there to give the blessing. Actually, can I borrow your microphone? And it was like this. So I did the blessing I love, that of numbers. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord God turn his face towards you and give you his peace. Right? Blessing. Got done, and a wise man says something to me, and I thought that was kind of silly, but now I kind of get it. He said this, he said, Clayton, in the future, in the future, I know you're holding a microphone, but in the future, if you can, if you can, put down your microphone. He says, when you give a blessing, you extend both hands. He said, what what you almost, almost kind of, unintentionally did was withhold some blessing for yourself. As you held the microphone to you and only gave part of the blessing, you were withholding, which I thought was kind of silly. But I was like, well, now that actually kind of makes sense. So as I thought about today, we're going to become a people of blessing. We hope to become that. I thought to myself, "When am I with unintentionally withholding blessing from other people in the busyness of my day, of all the work that's being done, of all the things that happen here, to here, to here? Am I unintentionally withholding blessing from other people?" So I want to pose that to you today. Because if we're going to be a people of blessing, we have to be looking for opportunities, which means we have to notice when we're unintentionally withholding. Maybe intentionally, but hopefully not. So this is kind of the word picture I, I kind of want to give to us for today, you know, comes to the next year's. Give me slide seven. You've seen this before. This is the Rembrandt of the prodigal son. In this picture, I see three options for life. We're going to come across people in life that are going to need to receive a blessing. That's the son. And I'll explain what a blessing is and is not momentarily. But the people who need to hear the words of blessing. We then could be like the father and we can lay hands on and extend a blessing. Or the third option is we can be present and be on the right and be the brother who withholds for any number of reasons. So every one of us, every day, are presented with this opportunity. And we hope that we are people who see it, and who give it, and who are also willing to receive a blessing. So that's who who we hope we are. And how we're gonna help you do that is this. Every week in Lent, and probably after, you're gonna get one of these cards in church. And we're gonna give you some time, and you are gonna think through your week. And you're gonna think about the words you shared. And you're gonna think did I speak a blessing for someone Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday? Did I say something that was, we'll get to it, life giving, that was salt and was light on Monday? Did I do it? And you're going to fill out the card just for you. But we have a big goal as a church is that we would, for the next five years, speak a million blessings aloud every year. It's five million blessings that require every one of us to say one word of blessing every single day. And we're going to give you a freebie on Sundays. We're going to help you do that. We're going to practice later today. But you're going to write it down. And as you walk out, we're going to have clear containers. And you're going to drop your words of who you blessed in the container. I'm going to guess that some days we won't fill out all of them. But over time, I think we'll fill it out more and more and more and more and more. And what might happen in this region if a couple thousand people are saying one blessing every single day? How would that change your Family, your household, your with roommates at school. What would happen if that was the kind of person you were? If that's who you became, I think that'd be kind of cool. What do you think? Is anyone willing to give it a shot in the coming weeks? And today we're going to practice. Just so you know. So my sentence for today is this. Give me slide number five. It's not complicated. It's not complicated. It's hard. So we want to be people who speak a blessing every day. And then over time, we want to be people who invite others into opportunities to experience life-giving freedom in Jesus. So it's not hard, it's not complicated. You say one thing a day that is meaningful to somebody and eventually you invite one person to hear or to your home for meal, something. It's not complicated, but it's challenging. A really wise person shared this recently that we've been living in an age of anxiety and when you're anxious for a long time, what happens? You start to become very angry. So they, they, they're guessing that we are moved from anxiety to people who are really mad all the time. Does that sound accurate? What's the best way to meet somebody who's angry? Oh, with a really kind word. More than a kind word. It's a word that actually speaks to who they are, and what they're wrestling with, and it draws out something good inside of them. It's a word that shines light into a really dark place. So if we're going to live in a world that's angry, if we're going to be different, I think we do with our mouths. I think being an evangelist, sharing the good news, boy, if we could be people who say things that bring life, that's the best way I know of right now to be a missionary or an evangelist or different and say it. Okay? Okay. So what happens when we bless someone? What is a blessing? Well, in the Bible, it's at the very beginning, God wants us to be a people of blessing. So when someone blesses, a blessing is life, biblically. Uh, A a blessing is when we share God's person with someone else. It's when we share his abundance, what that person needs in that moment. As God's God of abundance, Psalm 23, we share something that is, is daily bread. Okay it's it's a it's a necessary word for today to help someone to live that is a blessing when you speak a blessing so different than a kind word i hope we speak lots of kind words but a blessing is different because it's highly highly intentional so when i speak a blessing to someone the first thing there's three parts in my mind first the person what will they experience they will feel seen they will feel known and then they will feel loved so we said this many times here the first act of love is simply your attention. So for me to say something that matters to you, I have to see you. You have my attention. Then for me to say something that matters to you, that speaks into your current day, what's happening with you today, I have to know you. I have to be curious about you. I'd have to ask you questions to know how to say something or know what, with the spirit to say something that would bless you today. So that when a person is seen, when a person feels known, how do they feel? They feel loved. They know whatever I share because I see them, I know them. I'm saying it because I want them to become who they were intended to be, who God made them to be. So blessing, I thought this, a blessing is a kind word. It, it, it's a word of comfort. It's, it's, a, it's a blessed assurance, like the song just said. But a word of blessing can also be a challenge. Can I give two examples? Because we want to be a people who speak blessings. Seen, known, loved. So I was in line somewhere the other day. And I watched someone from our church talk to somebody who was having a day. And I saw just an intensity and how this person was looking at this person as they were sharing this difficult thing. And she was with her. I saw her feel how she felt. She listened, she knew, and then I watched her pray for her. And afterwards I said, thank you for pastoring me. Thank you for showing me how to stand in line at school. Blew me away. A blessing could be that kind of a word. Or, I've used this example before, I can count on one hand the number of times that, that my father has given me a harsh word. He's, he, picks his, he picks his spots. And I was a young man in college, consumed by something that was a good thing that became a bad thing. And it had, I had lost that thing and I was so mad. And I was just making choices. And my dad, Looked at me and said, Clayton, kindly, you are far from God. And he changed my trajectory. He brought something into my moment that was a challenge, but I knew he saw me. I knew he loved me. So I was willing to receive his words, but he had developed the ability to say that. He had, over a lifetime, shown me how he felt about me. I had watched him live, and so when he said it, I said, you were right. I will never forget that moment. So these words of blessing, they're, they're assurances, they're good things, and, and they're also these moments where we need somebody to speak some truth into our life, but they have earned that position to say it. So they get to say it, and they change us. So, my opinion, now we'll get there. Okay, all right, here we go. I'm getting lost. So what I want to do, is it make a sense? A difference between a kind word and a blessing, what it does and what it doesn't? Is it, are we getting there? A kind word, you can just say kind word to anybody. It doesn't mean anything, really but a word of blessing is highly intentional, okay? And we want to be people who speak highly intentional words to other people, because I think, my opinion, that is the way that we show people what Jesus is like, right? And when you say something to someone, you have to look them in the eyes. You see how I feel about you, okay? So at the end of today, I'm just going to let you know, we're going to practice. You want to practice? but make it really easy for today. We're going to sing the song, The Blessing. And I want you to use those words, that song, as a first attempt at blessing someone. I want to encourage you to lay hands on someone. I want you to encourage to, Yeah, you know, <laughs> to my wife I would do a sir." <laughs> so Dallas Willard, the author, he said, if anyone would let me, When I spoke a word of blessing to them, guess how he would do it? He would hold their face and he would look in their eyes and he'd say, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. May he turn his face towards you and give you his peace. That's how he blessed people. Eye to eye. God's presence to your presence. Would you try that? I did it to Brandon in the first service. It was kind of weird. (laughs) (laughs) But would you try? So one more thing, and then we're going to get the passage. Brandon read the whole passage. He read the whole sermon. It's Jesus invites us into life. Then he shows us how to live and we're going to practice. So everything comes back to Jesus, comes back to the Sermon on the Mount, actually before that even, okay? We're going to get there in just a moment. But I really, really, really want us to be people who speak blessing. I think that's who we're supposed to be. So the other day we went swimming with my girls. One girl's seven, one girl's five and a half. One girl's a little more thoughtful, want to figure things out. The other one's kind of more of a, I'm just going to go for it. And so we're swimming and there's a ping pong ball in the deep end. And one of my children is a great swimmer, but she's not sure always if she's going to do the thing. You know what I mean? She's like, I don't know. That's the deep end. I can swim in the shallow. I'm not sure about the deep end. And so she's thinking about it. I'm trying to talk to my days right here. I got you. I got you. And then mommy from across the pool says, maybe we could get a milkshake. Her other daughter just starts swimming. <laughs> she gets that ball. I mean, she's doggy paddling. She gets that ball. She comes back. She's just out of breath. And then the other daughter's like, Oh. Throw the ball back out there. I want a milkshake. <laughs> so at the end today, when we get this opportunity to, to work the room, uh, you can bless someone next to you, someone far away from you. If you see someone who's alone, you can go bless them. We just sometimes we need to see somebody to try. And when someone's willing to give it a shot, sometimes the rest are like, okay, I can get, I'll do it too. Yeah. Sound good? So at the end, you have opportunity to practice being a person of blessing. All right. That was a very long introduction. I'm glad that Brandon read the scripture. That's the most important thing. So Matthew 5. If you want to turn there one more time for just a moment, because I'm going to make you change the page. Matthew 5, verse 3. The Beatitudes, blessed. There's that word again. Blessed. Blessed. But this word blessed is not the same thing as the word I've been talking about. Actually speaking something, doing something that brings God's presence, his life, his abundance to someone. It's different. It's actually the word is makarios, but that's in Greek. And Jesus didn't speak Greek. So the language, actually the word is Ashray. If you would, if you want, you can turn back to Psalm 1. That's on page 532. Because there we go, we find that word blessed. It says blessed, it says this: blessed is the person who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked or stand in the way of sinners or sit in the seat of mockers, but this person's delight is on the law of the Lord. On his law, they meditate day and night. They then become like a tree planted by streams of water, which yield its fruit in season, and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do prosper, Psalm 1. And then again, at the end of Psalm 2, it says, blessed are the, is the person who takes refuge in. Psalm 2 is all about the greatest king of all time. It's the same word, blessed, but it's, it's called, it's ashray. And actually what it is, is it's how people see your life. It's like a, it's perception. So as I look at someone, who would I say has the good life? Who has the good life? And so Psalm 1 paints a picture of a decision. There's two ways to live life, two paths. Listen, first, the person walks in the council of the wicked. Then they stand in the way of sinners and they sit in the seat of mockers. So from what I understand, the person is walking in the council of the wicked. What that word there means probably is more so, uh, you're redefining what is right and what is wrong. What is good and what is evil. I am choosing what I believe to be good. I, so they get, they get flipped. That person's walking. But as you flip that idea, As you redefine things according to what you believe, what happens in the verse? The person stops walking and they stand. They stand in the way of sinners. What's the most important commandment according to Jesus? Love God with everything you got and love your neighbor just the same. So what does a a sinner do then? A sinner cannot love. So, the person who has redefined things, whatever it is they believe, loses the ability then to love other people, according to Psalm 1. And they're standing. Then what happens? Then they sit in the seat of mockers. For my best understanding, that word mocker there kind of means you've, at that point you've lost the ability to enjoy goodness and beauty, the good things in life. So, it's this way of living where you're moving to a place of being stuck. And you've lost the ability to love, to see, to enjoy. That's one way of living. The other way is a person who's planted by streams of water. Remember, trees, they start small and then they grow. Doesn't sound very stuck. And they branch out, they bear fruit They never wither, they flourish. One path, stuck. One path, flourish. Back to Matthew 5. So Jesus then is talking about the path. Everyone is invited to be a tree, living by streams of water, whose leaves do not wither, who bears fruit. Everyone is invited. So he's talking to people who have been uninvited, who don't feel worthy, who aren't sure, who are in moments of, of mourning and sadness. He's, he's, he's touching on every part of life. He said, you are all invited. And then he blesses you in the second verse. So blessed, you know, so you almost say, like the good life belongs to the poor in spirit, the people who are—I think Dallas Lord called them the spiritual zeros—people who thought they had no access to God. No, you actually have access to God. Why? Because the kingdom's just for you. The good life belongs to those who mourn, because they get to be comforted by God and by His people. Because we are sharing this good life with Him and with each other. So the blessings in the second line. Well, then what does that life look like? What, what do people who, who share this life with Jesus look like? What, what, what does it mean? Jesus says this in verse 13. So you and you alone are the salt of the earth. You, you alone are the light of the world. You. What a salt. It is valuable. Salt preserves, salt draws out flavor. Salt, salt was, is an incredible commodity. We still use salt on everything. I was just salting some meat the other day, right? So you are salt. You draw all the things out of this, this world that has been broken. You actually helped me restore it by pulling it back with how you speak and how you live. You, you alone are light. You bring light into dark places. You do that. That's why I think we have to speak these blessings. When we speak a blessing, we are drawn out what God has put. We're all made in his image. Everyone. And we're drawn out those things that need to be restored in our, with our words and our actions. I say this all the time. You think people in your life know how you feel about them? They don't. You should tell them. Draw it out what you see in them. That's a blessing. So, I said there was an invitation to life. Then there was examples. And then we we're going to practice. So what are the examples? We're to have to move fast. You can go to Acts. So we're fitting our last two things that we hope that we become this week. So the two things are this. A kingdom partner and a daily ambassador. These are those two things. A kingdom partner is someone who is investing generously in God's greater purposes. And a daily ambassador is, a pers- is asking the question, where is God sending me Today. So where so I'm thinking about salt light. So a kingdom partner is looking at all of life. It's looking at from the beginning to the end. How am I gonna choose to live this life? So I was trying to find some disciples of Jesus' disciples. Because like removed from Jesus, how do people start to live? And I wanted to find some people we didn't know as much about. So I was my attention was drawn to a guy named Timothy. So in Acts 16, it talks about a guy named Timothy who is disciple by Paul who ends up being the pastor of the church in Revelation, in Ephesus, that we read about. But I want you to hear, actually go to 2 Timothy 1. So I want you to hear his family lineage. Paul says this in verse 5. Think about life. I have been reminded of your sincere faith, Timothy, which first lived in your grandmother, Lois, and in your mother, Eunice, and I am persuaded now lives in you. Did you know how you live, how I live, is going to play itself out in my kids and their kids and their kids? Faith that belongs to a grandparent can belong to a parent, and it can belong because you shared this life with Jesus in such a way that they're like, I want that life. Not just, a, not, not, not just a decision, like, you know, we kind of talk about, I'm going to heaven. No, they watch you live life. And they say, that's the good life. That's the life that I want to live. I watched how you navigated mourning and broken relationships, beatitudes. I watched how you navigated all those things, and that is the good life. That is the life that I want. And they follow you. So we're going to be kingdom partners. We have to think be thinking about things across a lifetime. And once we have made a decision about a lifetime, we can be daily ambassadors. So the story I grabbed was out of Acts 18. It's about a woman named Priscilla and her husband, Aquila. And they go to church one day. And they hear a guy named Apollos talk. And he is dynamite. It actually says it in here. He He is smart, he is learned, and this dude is dynamite. Like, this guy can bring it. And they say, hey, Apollos, you want to come over for lunch after church? Because he was dynamite, but guess what he didn't know about? He didn't know about grace quite yet, it says in the story. He learns about, the, he sees the grace of God and how he is the one who's, who's raising up these people in these churches, but he sees his part in it. But he didn't know about grace yet. So these daily ambassadors, these people who are, who are looking for opportunities, just go to church and see an opportunity and say, hey, Go grab some lunch. Hey, in line at school, how are you? Hey, they're looking for the opportunities. So when you've decided over a lifetime who you want to be, you know they know how to live in a moment. Um, So would you all take a risk? today, begin to take a risk today. So I'm gonna invite the band up. Can you give me the picture of the prodigal son one more time, slide seven. We are all presented with this opportunity, every day. Who will we choose to be? Who are you sitting by? Actually, everyone look around the room for a minute. Just look around the room, just stick in the room. Just look at people too, like don't, just don't, don't pan, look for people. Look for someone you haven't seen recently. Look for someone maybe you know is going through a moment. Look for someone that you, just, you see something in them that could be so good and you want to draw that out. Would you consider, as we sing this song and the blessing, going and finding them, and placing your hand on them, and making this song, which is, a, which is a blessing from God, your prayer for them, as a way of beginning to learn how to take the risk, how to jump in the deep end for a ping pong ball? I want to pray for us real fast before we do. Uh, I I can't help but wonder what would happen. The blessing says, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face shine on you. May he turn his face towards you. May this makes no sense, but to me, if a couple hundred people are all saying God, shine in this place, in this moment. I know he sees everything, but it's like extra. God, turn your face and look at this room. Look at the people in it. What might happen in the spiritual world if God does that? I don't know. So God, we, We long for your presence. You change everything. You show us the words. They are not our words when we share a blessing, they are your words. But we have to know the words that you want to share. And we have to be willing to share them. So make us those kinds of people. May we become people of your blessing, your words. So bring someone to mind. Or I also think of someone in the room right now who just needs to receive a blessing. They need to receive a blessing. I pray that you would direct your face towards them, but I also pray that someone in this room in that moment would see them and you would alert their eyes to them. So that's what you do. So they can come lay their hand on them. So they can know they are not alone. That not only are you with them, but people are with them. So turn your face towards this place. Shine on us in a unique way.